Hello guys and welcome back to PBJ Podcast. It's your girl Batsy. I am back and I am better and we're here to share the word of God. Um, first of all, I would like to apologize for the massive gap between the last podcast and this podcast. It's unacceptable and that's not what we're about, you know what I mean? I think sometimes um, a break is needed. Sometimes a break is needed, but at that moment in time, it was just that me needing to spend some time with the Holy Spirit. The moment you start to do anything that God has asked you to do and you stop consulting in him for it, it becomes a burden, it becomes a bit of a challenge and um, um, you you kind of need to always make sure that at that moment in time when God has trusted you with a vision that you're always consulting in him his consultation fee is free indeed so why not utilize him and that's one thing that I've definitely learned in this gap that I've taken from this podcast um life has been changing for me I can't lie to you life has been changing but we thank God um for increase in grace and more grace and then again more grace hallelujah um so before we get started in our beautiful fellowship time on this podcast I'm gonna say a word of prayer and then put you into a mood of worship with a special number that is very close to my heart which I will announce after you come back from prayer cool so let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your presence, O Lord. We thank you for the time of fellowship in your presence and fellowshipping with your spirit. We thank you, Father God, because the words that we are reading today, the words that we are being ministered to by today, Father God, these words, they bring understanding to the simple and they bring light to the situations where there is darkness. I thank you, Father God, that we are gaining insights and we're gaining answers to the questions that may be in our hearts. And I thank you, Father God, from this moment, Father God, we are being increased from one level of grace to another and we are being set further into the course that you have predestined for us that we may not turn to the left or to the right but we'll keep on persisting forward in the call that you have called us for father god we give you glory and give you honor and we thank you for this privilege to fellowship with you today in jesus name i pray amen so guys enjoy the song i'll tell you the name of it after I've been saying to rob it up. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. I've been saying to rob it up. It's you that I see. 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 Sing it out. Say. I'm the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Jesus only. It's you that I see. Uh, Live this hands wherever you are. At the center. At the center of, of it all. It's you that I see. Only you, Jesus. Ah, lift those hands, say. There is power. There is power. 
Guys, that was Jesus at the Center by Eden. You can find that song on SoundCloud. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify as well. Um, so if, if it's been a while, so I'm going to recap you on where we came from and where we're headed. So we've already done Genesis chapter one and two and half of chapter three. So with chapter three, we've got onto the fall of man. Um, we've got onto where God had said, oh my God, Adam and Eve, what is it that you've done? I can't believe you've done this. And now God was dishing out the consequences. So where we ended last time was in chapter, in verse 15, where the last, um, well, the first consequence that was given out was that man and the serpent will never see eye to eye. And this is what we see in everyday life. You know, we see that man and snakes don't tend to get along. Like the snake will attack a man, a man will kill the snake. That is the circle of life. I've done quote unquote marks because, you know, it's not always the case. It's the majority of the cases, but it's not always the case. But that is the native role of man and snake. So um, now I'm going to read on from verse 16. Um, if you're new here, we are reading from the TiVo Bible, which is in the New King James translation. TiVo Bible is amazing. It has articles in there. It has quizzes in there. It has games. It has a lot of things that will help you to explore the Bible and to understand the Bible a bit better for yourself. Um, but if you haven't got yourself a copy, um, get yourself one, obviously. But if not, um, if you can't get one right this second, I'd say that you should um, download the Bible app and start reading with us in the New King James Version. We'll be reading the same things. Okay, cool. So 
let's get to it. I'm going to read three verses and then talk about those three verses and then move on. Because the remainder part of this chapter is quite short. So we've got from verse 16 to verse 23. Uh, sorry to verse 24 and that's literally that is literally eight verses so i'm going to take it in bit and bit and then you know whatever discuss the topics cool so let's read in verse 16 it says to the woman he said i will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be for the husband for your husband and he shall rule over you I want to stop there because I actually have some notes on this very specific verse um, because um, this verse is important. You know, um, when we, we tend to read, well, my previous understanding of this was that, you know, this was something that was quite unfair because Adam didn't get cursed and Eve seems to have got cursed in this moment. But this is not a curse. This is just a consequence of what she did. And in this moment, the hierarchy of marriage, which we now are living in day-to-day society and which is also um, spoken about in the scriptures was created. God created the hierarchy of marriage at this point. Before this very point, there was no element of hierarchy in the union of a marriage. The only thing that was um, spoken about in marriage was that how man and woman, man would leave his home to join his woman and to become one. That's the only thing that was spoken about. But at this very moment in verse 16, you see the hierarchy of marriage and you see in a natural um, relationship. And when I say natural, I mean of people who are not Christians or who are not born again Christians, where there is that hierarchy. You can take it back to the 1950s where you see that the man goes out to work. The woman leaves her dreams. She leaves her desires. And all she cares about is her husband. He comes home. He's got food. He's taken care of. He's got the bath and everything like that. Do you know what I mean? He, she's taking care of the kids. She's bringing forth kids for him. If she can't give her husband children, oh my God, this woman is a, you know what I mean? That's where this desire to live for their husband came from because it's the hierarchy where God said your husband shall rule over you. He will be your master. And that's the hierarchy that we see now in both Christianity and in modern, in natural man's life where the husband is the head of the house and that's the hierarchy. This is not to say that, you know... um, we both don't have a role to play. Women and men have very different roles to play. And I think as we explore the Bible more, we can get more into this whole marriage situation. I love the topic of marriage because it's very deep and detailed, but we're not going to get into that right now because we could be here for a very, very long time. So yeah, um, that is just a quick brief highlight on where the hierarchy system came from and the desire for the natural woman to, the natural desire that women have, in fact, to to give your husband children, to take care of your husband. This is where all of it stands from, from this very moment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's move on. So verse 17 says, Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I have commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the, grass, is, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return back to the ground. From out of it you were taken, and for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. I'm going to pause right here because I'm about to offload a whole lot on you guys, and I hope that you're ready for it. Um, so, um, in fact, before I offload at this very moment, I'm going to let you digest this a little bit and I'm going to play one song for you. Uh, This is Sinatch, I Stand Amazed. This song is beautiful. Enjoy. 
Okay, guys, so we're back, we're back, we're back. So, you know, before that little music interlude, I left you with a, an interesting, chunky bit of verses here. And there's a lot to discuss in that moment in time. So, from these verses, I'm going to start from verse 17, where we see that the ground was cursed for Adam's sake. And like I said to you guys before, Eve was not cursed. Because if God had cursed Eve, he would have said, woman, you are cursed. Do you know what I mean? But he didn't. And why did he not curse neither Adam or Eve for what they had done? But instead he cursed the ground for their sake. This was because God does not curse that which he has blessed. And I need you guys to deep it and I need you to understand it. The moment you are coming into Christ, the moment you become born again, you are the one who God has blessed. God has blessed you, which means no curse can have its hold on you. There's a moment, there's scriptures that we'll um, find later on when we start to explore it, where people, um, there was a prophet who was paid by a king to curse Israel um, and he was unable to do it 
because he was a prophet of God, he spoke the word of God. So when he went up there to go and curse Israel, he opened his mouth and all he could speak was blessings. He could only bless Israel. And the king was like, yo fam, what are you doing? I paid you to curse these men, so curse these men you shall. Otherwise, I will deal with you. And then the prophet tried again. And he only blessed Israel even more. And then he was like, okay, cool. Like, God, what well, well, one here? And then the Lord spoke and said, no man can bless any man except I bless them. And no man can curse any man except I curse them. And God does not curse those who he has blessed. And that is what you are seeing here. The first representation of it all where God refuses to curse that which he has blessed. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to take you to verse 19. Oh my God. Like, if you're like me, you know science is something that, oh, I love science. I am a nerd. You know, biology, chemistry, physics, that's my that's my business. Do you understand? That's my thing. And um, one thing I'm going to let you guys in on is something that happens naturally to your body. So um, before this moment where Adam and Eve sinned, man was never meant to perish. Man was never meant to die. Death was not meant, was not in the plan for man. But the consequence of sin is death. So the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, that was it. They were dead. Do you know what I mean? Whether it happened yesterday, tomorrow, next Tuesday, whatever, the end result of their life will be death. They were only living to end up dead at the end of it. That was the result as soon as they started to sin, as soon as they sinned that moment, right? But what we're seeing here is the, the breakdown, the degeneration of your body because of the sin. So sin is, it makes you corrupt, when man sinned, everything about him became corrupt now. So if you're anyone who's into technology or anything, you know that if you have a virus, it corrupts your computer. And if you don't take away that virus, whether you like it sooner or later, that thing is going to be done out here. You can't use your computer or your laptop or your phone anymore. So that was never the plan. That was never the plan for God's people. That was never the plan for God's creation. His plan, which you can see in your natural body, is that your human body was meant to continuously regenerate itself and to stay living. You're meant to keep on living. You were never meant to die. Death was never a thing God planned for us. And um, you can see this in our human bodies. Biologically, every seven years, your cells um, regenerate. So you never have the same cells that you started off with every seven years. So every seven years, your physical body is completely different from what it would it would have been seven years ago. As in, you may, okay, you may be thicker, you may have gained weight or whatever, but that's besides the point. I'm telling you that no one cell in your body is the same as that which it was seven years ago. So if you look at yourself from seven years from now to seven years in the future, not a single cell in your body will be the same. And that's because your body regenerates itself. So it, it says, okay, you know, you've run your course, buy your fired, here's a new young fit thing here. But because of sin, like the body degenerates so the cells that are produced as you get older and older they become like not worthwhile they don't work as well as they should and they don't do what they were supposed to do because sin has corrupted the dna but then when you live in christ you know i'm gonna give you the good news right now before i'm gonna i'm gonna play you another song because i've been talking about this moment for a very long time and then we'll move on to the last um couple of verses so in christ yeah the revelation is that you have eternal life 
Now, eternal life is applying to your whole entire existence. It means you don't have to perish. You don't have to die. You make the word work in your, in your, in your life. What you speak is what you get. So if I say I have eternal life, that means when my cells are regenerating every seven years, there will be no form of corruption in my cells. My cells always produce the new fit best thing that's going to keep me alive and keep me flourishing in this fleshly body do you know what I mean as my spirit prospers so will my flesh do you know what I mean my flesh will continue to to live and to be alive because my spirit's prospering and because eternal life is at work in me do you know what I mean and that's the sweet reality that we were going to have naturally as in like as just a result of being alive had man not sinned but the moment that man sinned that became a oh disconnection which is why when you come into Christ and you receive that new source of life you're connected to the divine source of life one thing I need you guys to understand as well is the fact that the moment that Adam sinned he disconnected himself from the source of life so of course it's like it's like cutting off a blood supply to your cells your cells die no matter if it's two days, three days, four days, five days, the end result of it is death because you've cut off the life supply. And that's what happened when man sinned. They were cut off from the source of life. God is eternity. God is life. And he is the overflow of life. And they cut off their, slow, their, their, um, their flow of life. They cut it off. And it was it, from that moment, death was the only consequence. But man was never meant to die. Oh my God. Which is the reality that we face in Christ. Eternal life. Agelessness. Um, but anyways, guys. Another musical interlude. I'm going to give you a song to listen to. This is One, Two, Three, Victory by Kirk Franklin. Enjoy and be blessed. Hey, yo, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon they throw at me. You know it won't prosper now. Yeah. Just got laid off. I'm doing good. House ain't even paid off. I'm doing good. Should be afraid, but I'm feeling good. All the time you say. God is good.
keep trying. Scars, but we're still winning. Sing the anthem. Why you're doing good is because what's ahead of you is greater than all the things that were behind you. See, you gotta understand, you gotta understand that everything was already ordained before you got there for you to do good. See, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it in the cross of man. God's masterful plan for his children. And that's who you are, baby girl. You God's child. My brother, that's who you are. You gotta understand that all things are working for you. So guys, that song is beautiful. One of my friends introduced it to me and I was just so hyped at that moment was just jamming and dancing to this song because it's such a mood for life, you know. We have the victory in Christ and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so we're going to conclude this chapter from verse 20 to 24 and discuss that a little bit and then, you know, do our thing, little closing prayer and keep it moving. Cool. So let it reads from verse 20. Um and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living things. Of, sorry, because she was the mother of all living. Um, I think that's quite interesting because Eve didn't have a name until this point. So it's like, Adam, what were you doing not naming this woman? You know, your name is very powerful and your name, um, your name does a lot for you. Do you know what I mean? When you're called by name, this thing that you are, yeah it defines you as a person your name is very definitive um so the fact that she didn't have a name and before she she did all this sinning business uh, ay, 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 maybe he should have named her maybe it wouldn't have happened if he had named her do you know what i mean that's just a little food for thought and a little bit of a hee hee moment because you know it's done now there's not much we can do about it hallelujah so anyways from verse 21 to 24 also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made two kinds of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us. That's him talking to the son and the Holy Spirit. So the word of God, the spirit of God, and obviously the Godhead when he says us. Anyways, carry on um, to know good and evil. And now least the least he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the lord god sent him out of the garden of eden to till the ground from which he was taken so he drove man he drove out the man and placed a and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the tree of life and that's where the chapter concludes and i think one thing that we need to pay attention to here at this point is um in verse 21 we notice this is the first sacrifice ever 
God has never um, killed an animal before this point. So um, one thing that you see from the principles um, that the Israelites lived by where they sacrificed for atonement of sin was that the blood of the goats and the bulls for that moment would cover up their sin and allowed God to dwell with them. Yeah. So um, this is what happened here. At that moment in time, God, something was killed for them. Blood was shed because the consequence of sin is death. So blood was shed and they were clothed in turn physically, but the shedding of the blood kind of atoned for their sins and they were covered. So God could be with them for that moment in time whilst he dealt with them. Because the the time difference between... um the sacrifice and God sending man out of the garden is not explicit, it's not described. So for me, I'm understanding that this is so that God can be with them at this moment in time because God has no communion with sin. God can't be in a place where there's sin. Like if you put God and sin together, sin ceases to exist. Like sin has no choice but to just disexist because you, you can't have any darkness in the midst of light. If you put a light on in a room, the darkness disappears. Do you understand? So it's the same thing with God. If you put God there, sin cannot dwell because God is the light and sin is the darkness. So it's the same principles, you understand? So he had to um, atone for them at that moment in time that he can dwell with them. Do you know what I mean? For that particular moment in time. And then in verse 22, the one thing that really irks me about the sin that Adam and Eve committed was they could have eaten from the tree of life god didn't say the tree of life was off limits they could have been munching off of that tree instead they thought oh let's get the tree of knowledge of good and evil you know that's the only tree god said don't do but they had the tree of life and um there's a message that pastor chris had done um consummate man i believe is part three where he talks about this tree of life um and the fruits of the tree of life and I, that message just got me so excited because it shows you the products of life. Like when you live in that life, when you're living the fullness of life, these are the these are the fruits of that tree of life. You know, these are the fruits that you will see in your life where you say, wow, I'm a tree of life and I'm producing these fruits of righteousness, fruits of souls, fruits of joy, fruits of tithes and offering. Do you know what I mean? It's just these things that. Adam and Eve didn't even get to enjoy these fruits, to produce these fruits because they had been cut off from the supply and they didn't get to enjoy the tree of life where they could live forever. Do you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Do you know what I mean? They just met, they caught themselves a massive L and they put it in their bag and they carried it on their backs like, rah, this is a big fat L. Um, but anyways, God perceived that now at this moment when man had chosen to obey the devil that man had um, gained wickedness in his heart so i'm going to take you guys quickly to a scripture in romans right romans 6 verse 16 i'm going to flip my bible there romans chapter 6 verse 16 says do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are the you are that one slaves whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. So from that scripture, Apostle Paul is telling the Romans that whoever you choose to listen to, that is your master. So at that moment in time when Adam chose to listen to the devil instead of listening to the instruction of God, 
he allowed the devil to rule over man. Do you know what I mean? And that was his master. So because his master was somebody who, who is a deviant against God, the devil is absolutely a deviant against God, you know, always seeking to destroy that which God has created. Um, it means that he is the one that had more influence over man. You know, and God hadn't hadn't um, it wasn't time for Christ to come and redeem man. Do you know what I mean? Because um, we hadn't met Abraham yet. We haven't met Noah. We we haven't met the lineage of Christ, etc., etc. So at this moment in time, it was not time to redeem man. But the devil was ruling over man at this moment in time. Do you know what I mean? So that was their master. So whatever ideas came into their head, it definitely didn't come from God because God was not their master. God was not talking to them. The Bible says my sheep, they hear my voice. At this moment in time, they were no longer his sheep. They had been, they had been given to the devil because that's their master. Do you know what I mean? They, that, that's their, they were goats for him. Do you know what I mean? So they, God understood that wickedness was an idea that can come into their hearts. I'm going to go steal that tree. Anyways, I'm going to steal of the tree of life so I can live because you know, you know, pride wells up and you be like, who is God to say that I can't eat of this tree? Who does he think he is? Do you know what I mean? So God perceived these wicked thoughts that these men might have, men, Adam and Eve might have, um, to try and steal from the garden. So he kicked them out of the garden and said, you know, I can't have you guys in my dwelling place. You guys can't be here anymore. Do you know what I mean? And um, he guarded the tree of life with a sword a sort of fire that goes each and every way, which means that even if you come from the left, from the right, from the back, from the front, from underground, overground, you will be deaded the moment you even try to touch of that thing. And, and that's just that. God was like, no, you're not getting the opportunity to do that. The trust has been ridded. There's no more trust between you and I. We have no more fellowship together because you chose, you chose your master. That's your master. God is empathetic though, because he put them in a place where they were able to tend the ground, till the ground and to live off of, but they could not dwell in his, in his dwelling place, in his place of peace and prosperity. Do you know, in the, they could not dwell there because they were sin and God was righteous and sin and righteousness have no communion or fellowship together. Um, but yeah, that's the concluding conclusion, sorry, of chapter three. And it's been, it's been, it's been great. It's been fantastic. I mean, it's a very full-on chapter. It's full of a lot of things. So um, we're going to do a round in prayer. And then we'll close with a beautiful song. So yeah, guys, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship in your presence, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to hear your words and to grow from it and to learn and to increase in knowledge and understanding, Father God. We thank you for the principles that we have learned today. We thank you for the insight you've granted us. And Lord, we are grateful for this opportunity to be in fellowship with your word. Father God, I thank you for everyone who's taken the time out to spend time with your spirit and to know more about your word. I pray, Father, that they are blessed and they are increased in all that concerns them, Father God. And I thank you that answers are granted to them in their spirits, Father God, and guidance is granted to them, Father God. They know where to go and they know what to do. And I thank you, Lord, as they dedicate more time to fellowship with your spirit, with your word, that they are moving from glory to glory, from grace to grace. And favor is something that they are witnessing in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So um, before I round up, um, if you're listening into, into this podcast and you've never given your life to Christ, but you, you hear of this good news that I'm sharing with you and you hear the message 
that I'm speaking to you right now and you want to know God for yourself in this manner and you want to experience this kind of a life where, you know, you can speak these words and you can be the blessed of God, you know. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say the prayer of salvation and I'm going to lead you into Christ. If you give your life to Christ, if you decide that this is the thing that you want to do, DM me, let me know so we can celebrate (laughs) and I can continue to pray for you that you increase from glory to glory in your journey in salvation. You know, let me know, let it be known. Um, But yeah, so guys, um, this is the opportunity. Just repeat after me, say the prayer of salvation and that is that. You will be translated from darkness to light, from death to life. Hallelujah. So repeat after me. Oh Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ, son of the living God. I believe that he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he is alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him, And in his name, I have eternal life. I am born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I am now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations and welcome to the family. If you have just said the prayer of salvation, we are celebrating you here at PBJ Podcast. And all the angels in heaven are rejoicing that you have decided to join our family. Hallelujah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as I bid you adieu and send you off with blessings and joy into your new day, into your new week, I'm going to leave you with a beautiful song by Kodak Music called Last Breath. Enjoy and I'll see you guys next time.
of my days, I know that 